honestly, if you want people to get the best understanding of who you are as a person from heart level, from soul space, all of that, represent it in your home and let them understand it through the vibration of your space. Again, you can get you can usually get rid of the energy of somebody that lived there before, right? It's all about intention setting, um, being very purposeful. Um, again, acknowledging different things around the house, right, and making it your own, like in every way. And again, if that means painting every single wall, I'm always like an advocate of that, right? If that means changing things up so it's a more of a characteristic of you and your husband or you and your boyfriend, I'm a huge advocate of that, right? So it's again going through the whole space slowly. And just making sure that each space becomes your own and it's not, it doesn't have the energy of, of that person or that family that lived there before. Um, you can do this with cars too, right? So for example, um, you can, and you don't actually physically have to do energy clearings with um, smudging. We're going to get into that. But you can actually clear the energy of a space just mentally, right? Because again, everything is energy. Our thoughts are energy. So when I was working with my corporate job, I took over this new car that um, someone had had before. And she was a real crazy lady, really disorganized, very negative. And so I was like, okay, I want to make sure that my car is like a sanctuary for me. I want to make sure I feel good in it. It's, you know, good vibes. I want to make sure all of her vibes are out. So I had to drive it four hours home. I had to go pick it up and drive it out four hours home. The whole, I set the intention that the whole time I was driving in that vehicle, it was becoming my own. And I was taking the energy from my heart space in a circular in a circular motion right and just expanding out past the vehicle right I, I was very conscious about this at the beginning of my drive but then I just like I set the intention that that's what I was doing for the rest of my drive and I remember I brought it into um although it was dirty and it was like full of her old junk and stuff like that um, I brought it to a friend's house on my way home to pick something up and she like looked in the car she's like oh this car like feels really good in here and I was like well, that's because it just had a four-hour energy cleanse. Um, but, you know, that just proves that your energy is so much more powerful than anything, any physical stuff, right? So you really do have the ability to make each space your own, make it magical, and make it on purpose and for you guys. And just to kind of keep you organized and feeling not overwhelmed. Now, people do this in different ways. Now, the way that I get tasks done is that I work on the tiny tasks first. So I can so I can check more things off the list and then I'll work on the bigger, more over, overwhelming things later. So you can attack your energy cleanses in your home, right, in that way, right? Start on the smaller areas first and, and get to the bigger ones, right? Or if you're feeling as though those bigger ones are just like really overwhelming energetically, you could work on the, the places that need your help the most first. It's all about the way that you work best, right? So you're, you have to remember that your space is always a mirror of who you are, right? Because our inner world reflects our outer world, our outer world reflects our inner world. So our homes are our living life, like, you know, mentally and physically, right? So again, we have to remember that it's a mirror. If you go about reminding yourself that your home is a mirror, I think that that's going to be a bit of an easier way for you to start transforming your home. Because if you are looking at a space, and you're like, this is so not me then why would you want to keep it like that? 
You know what I mean? Like that is not a good representation of who you are as a person. And if we think back to even like decisions that we can make in our life and business, all that, you know, every decision you make is a direct reflection of who you are as a person. Let that be also a statement for your home, right? A healthy environment it's very, very important. And I mean, it's not a space that has to cost a lot of money, right? It's an energetically healthy environment. You could take a room that has simply a couch and um, a little tiny table in, right? And if it is filled with positive energy, if it is filled with, um, I don't know, even maybe a color that feels good, that feels inspiring, that can be so much more powerful than huge luxurious space that like, you know, has super cold things in it that don't feel connected to all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't matter. doesn't, you know, don't think of this as like, oh, it's going to cost so much money. It doesn't have to, right? It's just about the energy and the attention that you're really putting into this space. So Take that, take the opportunity when I put up the, the Feng Shui Bagua map, um, print it out, um, draw your home or your condo or your space or what have you, or even your room, even, even if you're just renting a room, um, draw that over the Bagua and just see like what's going on in the spaces and be very mindful of those different things. There was a blog post that I put out probably about five or six years ago and it got a lot of traction and it was called, Are You Living to Move? And this is kind of like my philosophy because like I've said before, even when I've been renting, all that kind of stuff, I've always been the type of person that has been very like proactive with making my space as best as it possibly can. There are so many people that rent that are like, I'm not doing anything to this house, I'm renting. But it's like, this is your space. Like, this is like, this is your mirror. Why wouldn't you want to have pride in like where you're living? Like first and foremost, right? And um, I've been very fortunate in the places that I've rented where I've been allowed to make changes and things like that, not tear down walls, but you know, paint or like do whatever you want really. And it's been amazing. And so, you know, even in different places that I've lived in for a while, you know, renting that kind of thing, you know, there has been large changes that I've made, right? Even to like say the landscaping or adding rock out in the garden or like all that kind of stuff. And many people would be like, why did you do that? Didn't you have to pay for it? And I'd be like, yeah, like, hundred two hundred dollars something like that well like well you're renting i love my home now more than ever like is that worth two hundred dollars you know if you're allowed to do something do it right even if you're not allowed to paint i say still paint just paint the same color you know what i mean like make the home yours make it feel as best as you possibly can so never be living to move um i was over at a friend's house before i wrote this blog post years ago they had a condo or a townhouse or something and it just didn't feel like great it just didn't feel amazing and um she said to me like why can't i make my house like yours like it feels so good when i go into your house and i hate my house like it feels so ugh and i was like well look at what you have going on you haven't bothered really putting up any art your house has no color to it whatsoever um it's just super generic like i can tell that you're not trying i can tell that you don't love your home right and the difference between me is that people can tell i love my home that's the difference. So why not put love into your space? Even if you know you're only going to be there for three months, put love into your space. This is your life. Every single day is a new day. Like, you know, you have to make the most of every single day. So do not live to move. You know what I mean? Live as if you're going to stay, no matter how how long you're there, whether it be a few days or a month or a couple years, right? Because every day is really, really important. 
we should talk about our inner feng shui, right? So <laughs> that really is like our inner organization of clarity and that kind of thing because it is all related. Like we said, our inner world reflects our outer world and vice versa. So, you know, if you are somebody that's feeling completely disorganized, look at the mental. You know, what is going on there um, for you? What I have found, and it really, I really do take it as kind of like a metaphor, is that when my upstairs rooms get really like, cause it, I do more art up there and I do like more crafts and just like different things like that. When they get disorganized and I'm like, oh, it's disorganized up here. I'm like, it's time for like a mental clarity check, right? Like upstairs is disorganized. So it's really important that you see everything as a symbol in your life. And this is like feng shui practice. Yes. But I would just say like a regular life practice, what's going on in your outer world that has been, um, that has been created because of your inner world, right? And how can making active choices of transformation in your outer world also help you feel clear in your inner world, right? Clearing off your computer, right? Not having just tons of junk everywhere. Um, taking your bottles finally to the to the bottle depot. You know, like all this stuff, right? Like why are we keeping and holding on to all this clutter? Because it's clutter and clutter affects us mentally and physically, right? Everything in your home, I truly believe, like should be activated by conscious thought. And, you know, you've heard me talk about different programs and that kind of thing, setting programs within your home. It's so easy to do, right? Your home really is like your masterpiece. It's your work of art where you can, where you can transform anything and make it any way that you possibly want. So for example, I've talked about different ones before. It's like, where you set a program for yourself and put up a reminder in that space. Every time I turn a, turn a doorknob, I make more money. Or every time I turn a doorknob, I get more prosperity in my life. Every time I drink a glass of water, I become healthier. Whatever it is for you, every time I use lemons, I become healthier. Whatever. Whatever it is for you, you just want that constant reminder for at least 30 times. And then subconsciously, you have created a program for yourself within your home. So your home can really actually be like uh, quite an amazing magical space, right? And that does totally affect your, your clarity of mind as well. Um, when you are in control, you feel clearer. When you're in control, you feel happier, right? So yes, there is a certain um, healthiness to control and, and um, unhealthy control. But again, we are as happy as we feel in control of our life. So where can we add those little elements of control um, to our personal space, right? So that's really, really big. Some mental clutter things that we can do uh, to, you know, clear that kind of blocked energy and that stagnant, uh, uh, stagnant vibes are, you know, clean up your online space. Like we've said before, like emails, um, clear up your inbox, all that stuff, right? I know that when one of my emails, um, I get so much spam, but there's probably like 10,000 messages or emails on there, right? The ones that I use, I keep very... Um, tidy and that kind of thing. What a perfect example. Um, return phone calls right away, right? Like don't leave things lingering, right? Like that's, don't leave things lingering. If there's something you have to pick up from a store or whatever, don't just keep putting it off. Just go do it. Like just check these things off of your list, whether it be physical or mental, right? Your to-do list. Make sure that you have a calendar that's organized and up to date, right? Um, anything business or tax related, right? Stay organized on it. Don't let it overwhelm you. I know that, um, you know, in the years that I was just kind of letting the taxes overwhelm me, I would put it off and put it off and, and not do it till the final moment because I just didn't want to dive in. But once I dived in, I was like, it's not so hard. And like, honestly, I wasn't that disorganized. We don't know what we don't know right? So knowledge is power. So get it all done, learn about what you can, um, and be educated um, in learning about all these different things, right?
Keep a journal in your purse, beside your bed, uh, what have you. I have about 40 journals around my house. They're all very organized. However, I need one beside my bed because if I think about something before I go to bed and I'm like, oh, I must remember that in the morning, I will always forget. So it's just a way for you to sleep better too, right? Because you're not thinking about remembering different things. So wherever you can do to clean and clear and all that kind of stuff, right? It's important that we talk about other people's energy too because other people's energy in our spaces affect us a lot. I know for me, I grew up in, uh, well, my dad was really, really negative. And I know that I didn't notice at the time because I didn't understand about energy that much. I mean, I noticed, but it didn't feel good, right? It didn't make the household feel good. So what can we do about that? It's tricky, right? I mean, I know more than anything that, you know, you can't tell people to change, right? Especially if they can't see what's going on in their life. Um, but it's very important that you create an awareness of the things that don't affect you well, right? And are not positive effects on you. I think that when we create awarenesses for ourselves, after we've created the awareness, it gets that much more harder to live with different things. It, it's just I'm just kind of creating an awareness for you but be very mindful of the energy of the different people you're allowing in your space for me you know there are certain people that I won't even let stay at my house whether they be friends of my husband's or something like that right which is funny because he's the most happiest person ever and I'm sometimes like how are these people friends with you um, but you know I won't allow them to stay in my house because you know I feel like I have to smudge the whole house after this is your this is your place this is your energy right so so here are some little fun things that you can do to help. Uh, they're kind of like feng shui cures to help clear some blocked energy in spaces, right? And these are kind of more like so feng shui style. But so wind chimes and different things like that that kind of break up energy with, with their sound and that kind of thing are really, really good. So I even have a little set of wind chimes even in my abundance corner. And in the morning when I just kind of go open the blinds, that kind of thing, I'll just kind of ring the wind, wind chimes. Um, you can also do something like this. Ding, right or you can use the singing bowl properly you know which is kind of like this which is doing something more mindful right but again it's really breaking up the energy of the space cool whatever like just have your own little practices right but Again, um, sound and breaking up um, kind of energy with little like bells or what have you, even singing bowls, that's great. Mirrors are a really big cure when it comes to feng shui. So if you're finding like energy is blocked or not flowing properly and that kind of thing, mirrors are really, really huge. You don't want to have too many mirrors. If you have a home where you know, it goes a straight shot to your bathroom, right? Because the bathroom is kind of like where money is either... It represents money, right? Because water represents money. So if you have a toilet that's not flushing properly, if you have a, a faucet that's broken and leaking, this is all money issues, right? So if you have a bathroom that's like from your front door, it's like a clear shot to the bathroom, you want to kind of make sure that energy doesn't just like flush down the toilet, right? In, in, in feng shui terms. So maybe putting a mirror on the back of a door or something like that, there is really going to actually help um, kind of create more of a positive um, vibe there or even keep the chi from staying there, right? Bright light reflections, um, beautiful mirrors, glass decorations, hanging crystals, um, all that kind of stuff, super powerful and very positive for any room, okay? 
plants, real plants, real living things, flowers, fish bowls, all that kind of stuff, um, all represent money and really good vibrations. So again, really, really positive for you to have in your space. Using very specific colors in your spaces, uh, very, very powerful. I mean, we could go into whole other teaching on color therapy, but this is more so about the way that colors make you feel in different spaces, right? Little red ribbons. Now, this is something that's very feng shui. Um, even if they're hidden, um, are very, very powerful in spaces. So I even have a lamp in my abundance corner I've got I've got a little red ribbon um, hidden in my lamp there with a little bell on it too water features are great for protective energy so that's something to think about and also like I said make sure doors open the right way make sure there's nothing behind doors make sure knobs work well make sure there's nothing broken in your spaces because that really is uh, you know that's how blocked energy happens really really fast so if we get into like all of these different feng shui principles and stuff the elements to think about right so earth water wood metal and fire now these elements should all be represented like within your home right and technically within every space some spaces more than others but so if you're finding that like even say for example you go into a home and it's all wood they have nothing else like there's no glass there's no metal there's no stone it's just all wood you are unbelievably probably overwhelmed by the wood element right so there has to be kind of like that that combination and that that mat that meshing right all the different areas of the Bagua map um, they do have a certain element that's attached to it all I say is you know what have different element have all the elements represented in every room you know you can't really go wrong now, there is a whole different philosophy and um, psychology when it comes to different colors, right? You know, just to kind of like get into that very briefly, you know, red in a room can sometimes actually cause you to be late, right? It causes feeling of anxiousness and nervousness. Um, so be mindful, of, be mindful of the color red, okay? So yellow is a great color to spark conversation. Um, keep joy in a space. Yellow is the, the color of happiness. It's a wonderful color to be used in kitchens, foyers, and outdoor garden spaces just because of the vibrancy of it. Green is really relaxing and it's very healing. So green does definitely represent healing. It represents growth, something that feels very, very good. Uh, it is a balancing color again. The a bedroom painted green is perfect for restful sleep, as well as green sheets on, on your bed. So I've got check, check for that. Green bedroom, green sheets. Green, so be mindful because it's all about growth. Like if you're somebody that um, has cancer or something like that, you want to be mindful of combating that, right? So maybe you would add in more red, oranges, that kind of thing. We're getting more into the psychology of colors, but black can also be associated with negative feelings, right? So you want to make sure you don't have too much black, but it is a great uh, color for grounding in your space. It is definitely a grounding color, so it is recommended, I say, that you have some kind of black like in each room, but not the overwhelming color, right? Orange makes you want to get moving and get started for your day. It also is another feeling uh, of happiness, right? Um, and also creativity, it's great for um, different rooms where the children are hanging out and that kind of thing. It's a great color for kids' rooms, gyms, probably like, like recreational spaces, that kind of stuff because it's just energizing. Um, and of course, the color blue creates feeling of calm and safety, symbolizes purity, harmony, trust, security, and is another perfect color for businesses um, because of the trust, right? And dining rooms. Now they say if you don't want to eat too much, you could have blue plates because blue is a color that kind of suppresses the feeling of hunger. And purple is another very creative and enlightening and, and royal transformative color. It's really well used in fun rooms um, that need to be creative and inspiring. 
right? So purple, you can't go wrong with purple. So I'm not going to get too much into crystals. Like we all know about crystals and how they make us feel great, right? And obviously different crystals are going to go great in different areas of your home. We all have our favorite crystals. And my favorite forever has been citrine, obviously, right? And uh, citrine is, again, the color, it's the uh, crystal of abundance. So, uh, no negative energy can really um, last around citrine or even be around citrine. Again, it's a great crystal to put in the farthest left-hand corner of your home right so now here's the thing about citrine for you to to watch out for because when it gets to be kind of a burnt orangey yellowy color this usually means that it was once amethyst and had been pressure treated by humans to be yellow okay when citrine in the wild is citrine it's going to be a very light light lemon citrus color it's not going to be like a burnt orangey or, or yellow now do the properties remain the same we'll say yes but i always like to tend to get real citrine right like the very lemon like light lemony um color of crystal i just think that the properties are going to be that much better and that much more real and natural Quartz, clear quartz is another great crystal to have around. It's something that cleans the energy and clarifies like all spaces, right? Amethyst is another one that I have, especially in my social areas of my house, because amethyst is really great for protection and luck and just keeping a space really um, feeling good and neutral and happy and all that kind of stuff. Rose quartz is a is one like, you know, you're not gonna want to put a lot of rose quartz in your bedroom if you're not well. From what I understand is that if you want to conceive, you want to put lots of rose quartz in your bedroom. If you don't, don't. But the thing about rose quartz is that it's a wonderful self-love crystal as well as, um, you know, other loving you too. I really see it more as a self-love crystal. You can use it however you want. And the thing is you can set your own intentions for these different crystals too. Sometimes it's nice to go to a crystal shop, pick out a crystal you don't really recognize, go home, check it out, see what it's all about. You're like, oh, I can't believe I just attracted this crystal. This is perfect for what I need right now, right? Fluorite is another crystal that I love to have when I'm working on things and I want to feel really smart and intelligent. So I'll put on my crystal uh, fluorite necklace. For me, that's just kind of like also a program that I've created in that necklace to be more intelligent, more uh, mindful, um, be in the flow, intuitive, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's another one of my favorites. When I'm feeling very anxious or sad or just like, oh, I just want to like slow down, I always um, wear aquamarine. And aquamarine is a wonderful stone for not only helping you speak your truth, but it's, you know, a stone that really helps neutralize any kind of anxiety or sadness or it's just a very nice, mellow feeling um, crystal, right? So selenite... You guys have probably heard me talk about gypsum desert rose, right? So at the beginning of uh, the beginning of the year, when I did um, success through source, I I used my gypsum desert rose, and that kind of looks like a, it's kind of like a rosy, browny colored kind of strange little deserty looking ball. Um, so gypsum desert rose is actually a version of selenite, which is interesting. So you can't put these two in water. The selenite will actually totally dissolve. So this cannot be placed also in, you know, a moist area. So you have to be mindful of that. The cool thing about selenite, and I had a massive piece of it, and you know what I did? I, um, I stood it upright, I took a butcher's knife, 
And I just start, used a hammer, and I just shaved off all these wands, and then I gave them to people, which is really, really cool. And I think that this was one of them. But the nice thing about selenite, because of its vibration, and also just the way that it's so kind of, how would I even say this, like, I feel, like, fibrous, like, almost, right? Like, it ha you can see, like, the different lines of it, um in this um this really is a very angelic angelic vibration crystal created by the ground we're going to call it a crystal um and you know what it really does clean and cleanse auras and spaces so if there's a space where you just always feel it's kind of stuck and like ugh, and like darker energy keep some selenite there right you can get some beautiful pieces of selenite that stand up straight if you're feeling very troubled, you can sleep with selenite by your bed, by your um, pillow, that kind of thing. I even know a couple individuals, interesting because they're men, both of these individuals can't um, really be in a room with selenite. Isn't that interesting? Because they say they just feel like too like loopy and like um, not grounded. Well, it's not a very grounding crystal, which is kind of fun too, right? But um, the nice thing about it is that it, it really just has a great angelic, um, very connected vibration. And so, um, so yeah, get some selenite today, okay? They say that when selenite starts breaking apart, like on its own, and just kind of like shedding its fibers, they, set, they say that that is because it's been in the... Um, uh, vicinity of negative energy, which is really, really interesting, right? So if you've got a negative friend and you give them some selenite and it's literally like disintegrating in front of them, well, <laughs> that's why. Okay, just some more helpful cures for you guys to remember, and I'm going to go through just a bunch really, really quick here. Um, remember to add good lighting into every space, right? Add real plants, not fake plants, to different places, right, because they symbolize growth. Um, hang wind chimes in your foyer to activate activate positive energy and movement. Even just fun little, like, hangy doodads, right, like all over your house, right? It just it, it activates um, positive energy or it gets energy moving that is stuck. Keep your stove clean, okay? Keep your elements always being used. Try to use all of your elements on your stove because they all represent money for you. So if you're only using one element at a time, that's not good. So try to use all of them at once, or not at once, but all of them just, you know, um, you know, just be using them all. Make sure you keep your home and space feeling fresh and clean, right? That's huge. Like scent is so important to us, right? So we have to make sure that we're feeling good about our spaces um, scent wise. Um, be aware of symbolism within the art that you have on your walls, right? If you have uh, a picture of, I don't know, something negative, like a war or something like that, right? And you're you know, in your office, like, is that really positive for you, like, for business, right? Well, probably not. That might be the energy you're bringing to your business. Have calming colors on your bed sheets to help you sleep, right? That's a huge one. Always have your bed in a position that's um, facing the door, right? You never want to have your bed beside the door. You always want to make sure that um, in feng shui, that's a big practice of have your, when you're sleeping, if you just sat up, you would be looking at the door, right? That would be the same with even your desk. Make sure you, when you're sitting at your desk, um, it is not, you do not have your back to the door. Mirrors are great fixes for energy fixes. Um, red stars are actually great energy. Um, I like to call them like little kind of lucky stars, like feng shui, like little lucky soul charms, if we will, right? So I've got kind of red stars above different doorways and that kind of thing. You've heard this before. Try not to put TVs in the bedroom, right? 
you know, take the time to make your own wreath for your front door that symbolizes harmony, right? I do mine, I change it up um, with the seasons, putting intention into that wreath for that time, right? Um, open doors and windows, make sure your doors and windows are being used and air and energy is flowing through them. Um, always replace uh, flowers or plants, like don't let them wilt and just die and just sit there. Oh, I can't stand that when I see that. Use different crystals in different rooms, obviously. Keep closets tidy and organized. Keep your closet doors closed. Tie little red ribbons um, to add luck and abundance and happiness to your home. Uh, keep plants trimmed and neat. Don't let them go all like crazy. Keep paperwork bills and receipts balanced and organized. Do not let laundry pile up. I need to tell myself that. <laughs> Don't let laundry pile up. Um, group your clothing in your closets, right? That's always helpful for your mindset. So, you know, tank tops, shirts, pants, all that kind of stuff, right? Keep notebooks by your bed. We talked about that. So you feel clear at the end of the day and you can write things down. Um, don't leave stuff behind doors. I think I mentioned that or under your bed. Uh, do not use too many accessories in a room. That's kind of just a design tip, right? Because you don't need to overdo things. Uh, get rid of clothing you don't wear. Recycle everything that you can. Never keep clutter on your dining room table to reduce stress and tension in your household. That's really big because I find that a lot of people use their dining room, their formal dining room, and just stack it full of sh shit, right? And um, it's just important that you don't have anything on there because it really does rep represent, um, you know, the way that your family is communicative, right? Make sure your front door is always cheery, right? It's not out of a scary movie. Um, put wind chimes in your entrances and that kind of thing to help um, bring positive chi and uh, prana in there. Rotate your art and furniture to keep things fresh and new. And weed your garden, right? Keep it weeded. Don't let weeds take over your life, physically and mentally. Here's another big thing. Celebrate your space, right? Like this space is your masterpiece, right? Celebrate it, right? When you have organized a room or organized your house, like take the opportunity to have a little party or something like that. Celebrate every win and let that be with your home too. Only keep things that you love. Have in your home things that you love and that make you feel great 100% of the time, okay? That's a practice that I've done and it feels amazing and people do definitely recognize it just vibrationally. Another thing to transform a space is music, Okay, so for me, I love to put on jazz and classical music. I grew up with classical music. My grandparents were classical music freaks. And so I grew up um, with lots of classical music, and I definitely do love it. It helps me feel clear. It helps me feel swanky. It helps me feel focused. Um, and so does jazz, too. So I love to incorporate different music into a space, too, as kind of like a decorative tool, right? So, again, if you're feeling like a space is, like, just kind of stagnant, Put on some music, right, that um, has a great uh, vibration or frequency. Uh, you know, dance music always isn't the answer when it comes to clearing a space, when it comes to energetically clearing a space, because the frequency of, of classical music, most classical music, is actually that much higher than any other music. And there's a reason for that, and I always forget why. Um, something about different octaves my husband was telling me about. But it has a higher vibration, right? So it clears spaces better. Always make sure that your space is as light and as bright as possible. I always find it's interesting how women want to be in light, bright, inspiring spaces, and men can sometimes just dwell in darker spaces, right? It's kind of strange, but that's like me and my husband. He can go down in the dark basement and write a song and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And for me, I'm like, no, I need light and bright and airy and all that stuff, right? So whatever works for you, 
But light and bright in spaces is great for helping energy flow through. You know, when I can go through each room of my home and really harmonize it as best as I possibly can, like I said, I feel in control of my home. And not only is it great, but for me, um, I'm all about the consistent flow of color and feeling good in each space. And um, But yet I give each room like a 10% unique feeling. You know, you can play around with different things like that and make each room special in its own way. I really truly believe that a creative home is a very soulful home. You know, if you are somebody that is not necessarily creative, bring creativity into your home. It makes such a huge difference. I also fully believe that, you know, if the world was able to express themselves creatively, the world would be a much more harmonious place. So is that the same for your home and your family? I think it is. Because when you are creative, you are expressing yourself. And what I have understood, seeing different people over my lifetime, is that those that don't express themselves creatively have a lot of bottled up tension and anger. So I really do think that expressing yourself creatively, especially in your home, is extremely powerful and healing and harmonizing. I don't want to forget about talking about soul charms. Because, I mean, not necessarily, I don't think I invented that term, but I've been using it for a really long time, and I'm going to say that I did invent it. So, soul charms are things around your home that you can't live without. Yet, necessarily, you don't really use all the time, but maybe they are just things that light you up. So, they are little treasures. Like, maybe this ring or something like that could be a soul charm for me. Like, it just, like, it it nourishes my soul. Like, it's happy. Um, this is my favorite soul charm. And I know it's just a funny little lantern candle, but I love it so much, and I don't really know what I love about it, but I love it when I've got a candle in it. I love it when it's just sitting there. Um, this is one of my soul charms. So what are some of your soul charms, right? And really, like, embrace those soul charms. Have them out, like, in every room, right? Be excited and happy when you go into each space and recognize those soul charms, right? Um, you know, they don't have to be expensive. They don't have to, you don't have to like them for any given reason, but maybe it's something that a friend made you. Maybe it's a candle. Maybe it's a crystal. Maybe it's a charm or a chime. I don't know, whatever. It, it's different for everybody, right? One other thing I'd love to leave with you is to choose a mantra for your home. So when we choose a mantra for our home, not only does it set the tone of our home and what it represents, but it also is just a great reminder that that is what the focus is for your home. So for ours, my husband made it, it's harmony and life and music. That's something that he's always said. That's something that we used in our wedding as part of our little, um, uh, on our little wedding gifty things. Um, it's just something that we live by. Um, even at another home that we were at together, I painted it above our closet door, that, that mantra. And um, so that's the mantra that we have here too. I'm sure we have a lot of other ones, but that's one that I really, really remember. So create that mantra for your home. If you want to put it up somewhere, that's awesome on a beam or something. If you want to create it on a piece of artwork and frame it, that's awesome. But just let it be the go-to for your home. That's creating house magic. It really is about creating those um, programs in your home, setting the tone the way you want it to be, and creating it around what you want, right? That's what it's all about. When it comes to spirituality and uh, the staff upstairs, however you look at it, ask for higher help, right? Ask for higher help in bringing in magic, bringing in love, bringing in abundance into your home. Um, it's not only going to make things that much more special, but it's going to help you feel that much more connected and clear and just happy about your home. I truly believe too that, you know, 
I know a lot of people get cleaners and uh, different things like that to come into their home and like you know help them there. However, I really do think that there's a really special connection that we have when we clean our own home once in a while. We're showing gratitude, we're showing love, and we're also creating that connection just about us being in that space and we're creating a connection with all of the energy in that space too, right? So I'm a big believer that you should clean your own home once in a while, right? Even if you do have cleaners coming in to do it. Like I said, we talked about programs, all that kind of stuff. That's huge. Please make sure you spend the time of creating some different programs in your home. You know, your home really is your masterpiece, whether you're renting or not. And you can make it feel however you want it to feel. There's a lot of energetic things that you can do, too, to help get out bad vibes and all that kind of stuff. But it really is this. I really, truly believe that we as characters, as strong energetic characters as we are, that is what repels negative vibrations. So if you are sure of yourself, if you are happy with your character, if you believe in yourself, if you understand who you are on all levels, even cellular level, right? That is what's going to repel negative energy. So when there is somebody like that in a space, well, what's going to happen? Your energy is going to completely engulf that space in a positive way. And that alone is going to be a great way of clearing out anything negative in that space, right? Yes, you can smudge. Take some wheatgrass or take some Palo Santo wood and, and smudge the areas. If you're going to smudge, make sure you get the smoke into all areas of your home, even closets, all that kind of thing. It can, like, clearing energy can be done by our minds too, right? But how powerful will it be to do something physical? that has, you know, something that we can use from the earth, like Palo Santo or sage or what have you, and also set the intentions with our minds. So this feng shui, we talked about that, right? It's very common. Another one is wabi-sabi design. Now, some people might be doing wabi-sabi design before they even, they don't even know it. What wabi-sabi is, is about embracing imperfections. So, for example, um, if something has peeling paint, you're going to keep it because you love the imperfection of that. If something has rusted um, metal or whatever have you, that's going to be part of the design. Imperfect walls, imperfect old wooden beams, chipped, chipped things, chipped dishes. It's kind of almost like, in a way, the opposite of feng shui, but it's another type of design. It's kind of natural and organic. I think that that would be it, right? You can really embrace it by... Um, Investing in like reusable, sustainable materials, that kind of thing, handmade items, natural products, all that kind of stuff, because they're not going to be made perfectly. Feng shui or not, it's all about how you feel in the rooms, right? If that's the style of things you love, then you love it. You feel great there. Another one is Vastu. Vastu design. I always say that wrong. It's um, a yoga term. And that one is really about actually building, building a home through Vastu principles. So that would be Finding a lot that was either square or rectangular, building a home on it that was um, reflective of all the elements. You know, it's really about planning specifically with the elements. That is a little bit too much for me. You know what I mean? Like it's, but that is another design technique. So you know what? Just remember... As you go on today, just remember that your future is represented in your home, right? Your, your home reflects who you are as a person. It reflects your inner world. It reflects your mind. Um, if your home does not feel loved, I'm going to ask you why, <laughs> right? Does that mean that there's some self-worth, uh, self-love issues that need to go on for you? So I'm looking at there. I think that everything works 
basically, as long as it makes you feel really, really good and excited and creative and inspiring to inspired to be there. And, you know, if we kind of consider ourselves as like, you know, the white witches of our own life, what kind of magic can we bring into all of our spaces? I know for me that in my garden, I have magical little like charms all through my garden and not like goofy gnomes or anything, but like little wind chimes or like hanging butterfly art things or what have you, right? And they're not always noticeable for everybody, but I know that they're there. And when I went around um, this spring, like I always do, and I set the intention for them, I'm setting the intention for protection. I'm setting the intention for um, prosperity, abundance, magic in my garden, growth, happiness, all that stuff. And then in the fall, I'll go around and I'll put them all in a box and I'll kind of do almost like a clearing kind of winterizing ceremony. And I'm excited again by spring to put them out again. So, you know, you can do that with everything in your home. I can't, I can't remember where I shared this before, but about five years ago, um, when I wanted to kind of set a protection protection, I don't want to use the word spell, but we will, protection thing around my home, um, I found these metallic rocks, and I went around my whole property, and I lined in different areas of the property, I kind of put them in the ground or shoved them into some rocks and that kind of thing where they weren't going to be disturbed, and I created a protection spell, if you will, for my home. And I simply set the intention that these rocks were a representation of protection around my space. And I can see them some places, like I can recognize them. I'm th I think I'm the only one that like knows what they are and what that why they're there. But still, you know, I just kind of went driveway, up higher in my gardens, all around. So I just kind of created basically like a space, like a barrier, right? And I set the intention. So can you do that for your home? I think you can. You can do that with something. You won't even have to do it with a rock. You could do it with different leaves if you wanted to, right? Grab like 10 leaves that you really, really love and just simply place them down in areas around your property, around your space. And if they blow away, that's fine. But the intention is there, right? It's kind of a ceremony. It's all about doing fun, creative, magical home ceremonies.